Okay, I am so excited about today's episode because in true podcast nerd fashion, I have a pretty detailed outline about all the things that we're going to talk about today. And I got to be really honest, I surprised myself. Like This doesn't always happen. Normally, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. These are the stories that I'm going to tell, you know, and it's probably just a few bullet points. And then I'll add in some stories and resources, you know, you know, the gist. If you've been around here a while, you probably are very familiar with how the show is produced and run every single week. But today's a little bit different because I wanted to actually go down memory I can't even say that, memory lane, and share with you all of the different stages that I have been on over, I mean, decades of my life. Not just today and the big, fancy, sexy names. I want to really embody our motto, keep it up, we all have to start somewhere, because we do all have to start somewhere. And I'm going to tell you, like you're going to see the behind the scenes of all of the speaking that I've done to prepare me for what is to come in the next few weeks. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcasts. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? Okay, so like we talked about in the beginning, I got really excited whenever I was planning this episode, but I wanted to tell you where the plan for this episode actually came from. I was working on, uh, if you listen to this show or you listen to my daily show, The Potty Report, then you know I am a fan of batching episodes. I batch my time, I batch plan episodes, and I batch record, I batch edit. There's a lot of like batching has literally changed my life. I'm going to link to an episode that I've done on batching podcast. I actually have a YouTube video as well. But um, batching is just one of those things that is just so, so incredible for content creators. But I got inspiration for this episode from the batching that I did for the potty report. And there was this concept that I came up with that it says, just because you're good doesn't mean you can't be better. And so I want to start there simply because I am a type of person that stage fright has never been something that's held me back from at least trying to be on stage. And I did this whole potty report episode. It's coming out this week if you want to listen to it, but I I really go into what stage fright is for most people. So stage fright is the debilitating like 
you're sweating, you're shaking, you're so nervous that you can't walk up. And I'm thinking of like a physical stage, right? Like whether this happened to you in your childhood or your young adulthood, or it still happens to you today, the idea of stage fright is you are literally terrified. Like think about fright, like a scary movie, right? You're watching a scary movie. You think the boogeyman's going to jump out and get you. Like stage fright is a real thing. And I totally understand that. But it was never an issue for me. Like I grew up, I maybe it's because I'm the baby and I'm totally obsessed with understanding like birth order of because I have three kids. I am the youngest of three kids. My husband is the youngest of three kids. So it's always super interesting to see how all three of our sons are totally different. I'm different from my brothers. My husband's different from his brothers. So it's just kind of interesting to see the different dynamics that play out as children grow up and kids are raised. But I was the baby of our family. Not only that, but I was the only girl. And with me, one of my personality traits was I loved being the center of attention, right? Maybe that's one of those things you shouldn't say out loud, but it is one thing. It just made me so happy when I I was a cheerleader when I was little, I've talked about this before, but since the age of four, I was part of like the local YMCA cheerleading and it just made me so freaking happy to practice these moves, right? They're just like A-W-E, S-O-M-E, we're awesome, we're awesome, totally. I have to do that on video so you can see what that was like, but yeah, <laughs> I still got my moves, don't get me wrong. I may not be a cheerleader anymore, but I still got the moves. But it was just so much fun for me because I would practice for hours in my room. Even at the age of four, I would practice for hours and hours and hours. And I, God God bless my parents, I'm so grateful that they did not tell me to sit down and shut up. No one cares about your dang cheers anymore, Crystal. Like we've heard it. We get it. You're excited. Sit down. They never did that to me. Instead, they were like, okay, like, we'll listen to, I just imagine them gritting their teeth like, oh, here she goes again. (laughs) She's going to do it again. Yeah, it's the same moves. Just keep smiling. Keep smiling. (laughs) But that was the environment that I had. I just felt really empowered to show up as myself. And I never really had this fear of getting in front of large groups of people because I had been cheering, you know, and being on stages and doing different things like that from a very young age. So stage fright has never really been an issue for me. The reason why I bring this up today is because I know that this is an issue for a lot of people in this community. So I didn't want to share of all these stages and different things that I've done and say, well, you can just get over it. You can just get over your stage fright because I don't think that's fair because I think that a lot of people have different situations. They have different capabilities and they just have different scenarios that they have been put in to like for me, for example, I was a cheerleader at a very young age. And that gave me this confidence to speak really loudly and to show up loudly. And it gave me permission to be loud at a young age. I've talked about this many times. If you are someone that's listened to this podcast for a very long time, you know, I tell y'all, adjust your microphone and your environment to your voice 
not the other way around. I don't want you trying to whisper and not talk so loud because you don't want the gain on your microphone to be too much or you don't want to hurt somebody's ears. No, no. I want you to show up as yourself. If you're loud, be loud and stand a little bit further away from your microphone. Like that is, that. that's just what I do. I'm actually a lot further away today because I'm really fired up. My coffee is really going. It's working right now. But I wanted to share my experience from approaching stage fright and it not really being a thing that I had to overcome. So if this is something that you really struggle with, don't worry, I'm going to share with you some tools that I know have helped other people get over that and show up in a very visible way that helps them feel more confident. But I wanted to start at the very beginning, right? We talked about in the intro is like, you know, the motto around here is keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. Well, I didn't want to share some of the incredible opportunities I've had in the last six months and just say, I was born this way and I was incredible. No, I've actually been working on this since I was in middle school and high school. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that I used to stand up in front of my classmates on a very regular basis because I was the student council president, and that meant that you had to get up in front of the class, make presentations, you had to do speeches at pep rallies and different conferences, or not conferences, but like, uh, what is it? I'm trying to think of like, you know, just like where everyone gathers. It's not a pep rally, but where people would gather in the gym, like I would have to be the person to make specific announcements. Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't get nervous. Don't get me wrong. I still sometimes, my hand would be shaking. I got my hand on the microphone, but I just was like, I'm just going to do this because it's part of the job, right? If you're going to be a leader, this is just part of it. And then I was also team captain on several of the sports teams that I was a part of. So I was fine kind of taking that center, center stage and stepping into this role as a leader, It just felt very natural for me. And then I want to move into college. So whenever I was at college and I kind of make fun of myself, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you were so nerdy. You're so dorky. I cannot believe that you did this. No one else wanted this job, but you, Crystal. No one else volunteered for this. Everyone else was probably like, that is the lamest job ever. Who would want that title? And I'm like, uh, me, because this was so much fun. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, I feel like such a dork telling you this, but here we are. We're already into it. I can't back out now. So I get to college and I'm a freshman in college. I went to Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas. So whoop, whoop, eat them up cats. It's actually where I met my husband, but this was my freshman year of college. We had not met before. Here I am, this little girl from Athens, Texas. I'm like four and a half hours away from home. I know a few people on campus, some of my brothers, my older brother's friends, and some other people that had gone to my high school went there, but I didn't know someone that was living in my dorm. I lived right on campus. I lived close to the business building because that was where I was going to be going to school. And I was like, oh, I don't have to walk as far. Super lazy. But you have to understand, like Texas State has some hills that will not quit. And if you don't have, like, it's like getting a butt lift when you go to school there because there's literally a thousand stairs 
everywhere. And in the middle of summer, when it's 110 degrees outside, you're going to be sweating. Like I didn't wear a lot of makeup in college because I sweat it all off. So just that's a little like behind the scenes of Texas State. But I lived in the Elliott dorm and I had my roommate and this is how old this dorm was. My roommate's dad lived in our dorm when he went to college. And so, yeah, we had the oldest, some of the crappiest ones on campus, but it was also the most affordable. So that is why I lived there. So here I am, I'm living here and they had like all the RAs got together and they made like a big announcement. If you aren't aren't familiar with the RAs, they're the, I think it's the resident assistants. Is that what they call them? Like I'm trying to think of the actual title, but it's the college students that are the upperclassmen that live in the dorms and they kind of get paid to police the younger kids. Like, hey, no drinking in the dorms, no like going into each other's bedrooms because this was a co-ed dorm. It'd be girls on one floor, boys on the other, girls and like, and so on and so forth. It was only like three stories, I think. I don't know. I lived on the bottom floor because I I took enough stairs going to class. (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to live on the bottom floor. But whenever we were there, they had like a town hall type meeting And they said, okay, well, we are having elections for the president of our, like, dorm. Like, who wants to be the president of our dorm? And I think back to that moment, and I'm looking back at myself as, like, the older version of me, and I'm totally judging the 18-year-old that shot her hand up and said, oh, my gosh, I would love to be the president of our dorm. (laughs) It's almost, it's embarrassing because I'm like, who does that? Who gets so excited to be the president of one of the crappiest dorms on campus and like, you're just so excited. Like you just want to, like, I don't even know what this job means, but I want it. This is what I want to do. And so I had to run meetings about people, you know, you got to make sure you pick up your trash. People, like there's people leaving cigarette butts at the picnic tables and there was gum and someone left their, you know, their beers out there and you can't have beers right here. So it was just like, it was a whole mess of a job, but I loved every single second. And that's where I kind of get a little embarrassed. I'm like, you're such a dork. You're such a nerd. But again, it gave me an opportunity to step into this leadership position of just really enjoying leading meetings. We had like, I think it was like quarterly meetings. I can't remember, like we had to kind of coordinate like a party planning committee that's like, hey, we're gonna do study halls and we're gonna do this. We're gonna have game nights, like all kinds of things. And then looking back, I'm like, oh, I was kind of like the dorm mom. Like, let's let me just take care of everybody. And that was part of my job. Oh my gosh, that's such a long, such a long story, but it was, I was feeling really nostalgic and I felt like y'all would really, (laughs) really appreciate all the little nuances of that. But whenever I was going to school, I actually got a job on campus at the student center. And this is kind of like, think of it, I work for the director, like he was the director of the whole student center. So anything that went on there, like whenever it comes to um, like Greek life, like sororities and fraternities, like he kind of oversaw all of that. And uh, the business stuff that happened on campus. Um, But I was one of his assistants assistant. 
So I worked for the lady that was his administrative assistant and she was just so incredible. She became like a second mom to me and we just had such a special relationship. We're still, we keep in touch to this day, but I will never forget. She had a great conversation with me one day and was like, do you want to step into kind of a bigger role within our office? And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, what can that look like? And um, I was eventually promoted to be a student manager in our office, which again, I'm just like, oh, you know, here I go. I'm making, you know, $5.25 an hour. And this was well before minimum wage is what it is today. I was making five bucks an hour and working part time. I was working like 20 hours a week. And it is still one of my most fun jobs I ever had in my life. I loved it so much because I got to help lead committees where we would plan different things, uh, banquets for the whole crew on campus. Like we would do um, our yearly banquets where we would honor people and give awards. And it got to the point where my boss asked me, her name was Belinda, and she said, do you want to help MC the banquet this year? And I mean, you would have just thought she asked me to go to the Oscars with her. Like I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. This sounds like the dream of a lifetime for me to be able to stand up in front of my peers and colleagues and people that I work with and just I would basically I'd be the announcer. Like I'm just kind of standing up there telling jokes, doing things, but it was so much fun. And actually, like quick side note, that job and doing that led me to meet Aaron Brockovich. Yes, like the Aaron Brockovich came to our college campus whenever I was uh, at school there. And because of my job, like we were the ones that had to coordinate when she was coming out and like all the things we had to introduce her and it was just so much fun. So yes, again, I love that job. I got to meet Aaron Brockovich. So freaking cool. But I loved speaking on stage. Like again, it's going back to my natural instinct to get up, be a leader and have a lot of fun doing it. And I could like spend hours telling you about all the other incredible stages, but I'm not going to go through every single story. What I am going to do is tell you a little bit more about it does not matter the size of the stage as much as the intention of who you're serving behind it. Because I could look at all these opportunities that I've had in the past, the speeches that I did in high school, being the college dorm president, like being the MC at my college job as nothing. Like, oh, that's just not like, we're just going to kind of push that to the side. But those things were everything to me because it laid the foundation for me to show up here behind this podcast and to do things like Facebook Lives and webinars and workshops and masterclasses and feel super freaking confident behind it. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's still things that throw me for a loop, and I'm going to tell you about some really cool things that I have coming up in the next few weeks. But I remember thinking, I got this. I just have to show up and be myself. So I'm going to give you an example of a few other stages that I've been on. I have talked in front of church groups. There was a, a woman's ministry group that I was a part of at a church. It was like right whenever I um, I launched my very first book, they asked me to come speak on writing and what that meant and creative writing and journaling. I've talked at MOPS groups, which MOPS is Mothers of Preschoolers. So this was whenever I was just staying at home with my son, and I thought, oh my gosh, it would be so fun 
to speak in front of MOPS groups and just talk to other stay-at-home moms. And this was all before I ever got into podcasting. And then now, holy moly, y'all, like ever since my podcast journey, like I've been blown away by the incredible opportunities that I've had. I've been on the Buzzsprout podcast several times. I've been on a few other notable podcasts, including Business Unveiled with Angela Prophet. Like how funny is that, that I found another entrepreneur with the last name Prophet? We talked, we're not related, but it was so funny whenever I was on her show. I have been asked to teach in other people's programs. If you're familiar with Asa Collective, they are a podcast network, and I was a guest teacher inside of their free masterclass, or it was like a free e-course on how to get your podcast, like how to grow your podcast. I talked about branding and marketing. I've done virtual summits. I have done the PodFest masterclass that happened really recently. I was part of Podcast Movement University. I've spoken on Amy Porterfield's uh, virtual stages from my experiences in her B-School program. And I'm actually gonna be doing a training inside Amy Porterfield's Momentum Group talking about the Apple podcast updates and the changes that online entrepreneurs need to know about. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. And the reason why I didn't lead with all these sexy summits and these different like podcast movement and Amy Porterfield, like there's a very specific reason because that's not where it started. That is not where this journey has started. And I never want you to get the impression that someone just woke up one day, turned on a microphone and said, I'm amazing. Come listen to me because, you know, it's just going to, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to be so fantastic that you cannot wait to throw all your money at me and learn from me and all the things. That's not how any of this has started. And I am such a believer in sharing your own personal experiences, your own journey, and telling other people where you come from. Because one, it's super humbling, right? I never want to be someone that is that gets too big for their britches, right? <laughs> That's what we say down here in Texas is, well, she gotten too big for her britches now, didn't she? No, I never want to be that person. I always want to be honest and share my own journey, what I've done, where I've come from, because I believe that sharing all of these experiences and telling you the different things that I have tried and experimented with, and some are some big wins and some are some massive failures, but I love sharing my journey here on this podcast. That's really what it's about. And so I wanted to, you know, really dedicate today's episode to share about the different stages that I've spoken on over time to give you some encouragement. I want you to be encouraged today that even if you're starting small, 
Even if you feel like you're just standing up in your high school classroom surrounded by your peers and maybe two friends out in the audience, that you have to start somewhere. It does not matter how big the stage is. What matters most is how are you going to impact the people that you are speaking to? How are you going to have a lasting impression on the people that are in the audience? And how are you going to reach more people that you can help on a deeper level? Those are the questions I want you to ask, not how can I get on the biggest stages in the world because that's just going to make everything like make my life easier and it's going to make all the dollar bills come rolling in and I'm just going to make so much money and being so happy and like all the No, 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 no. If that's what it's been about, you're missing the point. I want you to find aspects of speaking that you love. The things that your maybe your older self will look back and say, oh my gosh, you were such a dork to be so excited about those things. But at the end of the day, you know that that young dork would go back and do it all over again for just the joy of doing it. And being able to have fun, being able to show up as yourself, that's really what this is about for me. I don't know about you, but that's what it's about for me, is showing up, having fun, and getting to talk about the things that I absolutely love to talk about. So if you're interested in learning more about speaking on stages, I would love to invite you to learn more from my speaking coach, Heather Sager. Like we have partnered together and I was like, Heather, can you please come do a training for our podcast peeps because we need some help. Like she just straight up, like we had a come to Jesus moment about six months ago whenever I told her, I was like, I'm not afraid to speak on stages. I've been on all these stages and I'm, yeah, I'm incredible basically. And she shut me down real fast. She was like, I mean, you're good. I'm glad that you feel confident showing up, you know, on camera and behind the microphone. But just imagine how much better you could be. And I was like, ooh, what does that mean? Like, like challenge, like gauntlet thrown down. Like what? Like, come on, lady, what you talking about? And I got into her program. She has a program called Speak Up to Level Up. And I have learned so much that I didn't know. So many things that you would think someone who's spoken on dozens, if not like hundreds of stages, it just depends on what you qualify. Like I'm saying stages. Like, I mean, I had an entire month in August, 2019, where I went live every single day for 31 days in a row. I did a Facebook Live every single day. You can go back. You can still find all of these that I've done. I mean, you would have to scroll through. Your finger would hurt, right? If you're like, you're just scrolling through all the different lives that I've done over the years, your neck would hurt because you're like, oh, are they done yet? Like your finger's gonna get sore. You're like, oh my, like seriously, Crystal, how many of these have you done? But the thing was, my message wasn't always landing. I was doing it. I haven't been afraid to do the thing. And maybe you're not afraid to do the thing, but is it really getting you the results that you want? This is the missing piece of the puzzle for me is I wanted to be more impactful. I wanted people to walk away saying, I cannot wait to work with her. And I wanted people saying, dang, this is the message that I need. 
It makes me so happy when I get a reply to one of my emails and somebody will say, oh my gosh, were you reading my mind? Your podcast episode this week, your YouTube video, your email, like all of this is all of the thoughts that I've had in my head. Every single one of these, like I have asked myself, this is what I'm struggling with, or this is something like you just knew. How did you know? I get these all of the time, and it's because I'm intentional with my content, I'm intentional with my message, and I'm not second-guessing what I'm actually putting out there. There was a long time, a long time, let me tell you, that I was second-guessing the content I was putting out because I was not confident it was the right message, getting to the right people. Hell, I went through about a year and a half of not even knowing who I was talking to, Okay, so it's not a like, hey, let's snap our fingers, like click our heels together and we're just gonna magically know how to do all the things in all the right way and just make millions of dollars. That's not how this works, okay? At least for not most of us. That's not how it's worked for me. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that's how it's worked. And by the way, I'm not making millions of dollars in my business. Let's just throw that out there real fast. But I do think that taking the opportunity to learn from people who are experts in what they do and who can take someone who's already pretty confident and doesn't have a lot of stage fright and be able to amplify. It's almost like I feel like speaking is a dial, right? I felt like my dial was pretty dialed in and Heather came in and just cranked it up to with such clarity and focus that now I know exactly who I'm talking to, I know what my message is, and I know when I walk off that stage, whether it's a podcast episode, a workshop, a Facebook Live, an Instagram Live, a clubhouse room, whatever it is, I know that I will have left every single thing on the table. So if that's something that you're interested in, I would love for you to join us in Heather's Speak Up to Level Up program. You're gonna find more about it in the show notes. So go to crystalprofit.com slash episode 253. So crystalprofit.com slash episode 253. I would love to see you in there. Heather regularly hosts office hours where she does like these Zoom calls and we all get to go in there and celebrate our wins and share obstacles and struggles that we're having. And I would love to see your face in there because it's always a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And I, I learn something every single time because people share their experiences, and we are all different. And I love it so, so much. So again, go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 253 to learn more about Heather's Speak Up to Level Up program. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Leave us a review. Tell us what you thought about today's episode. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.